8 0 and 1 under Bruce Boudreaux as the Vancouver Canucks kick off the 2022 new year with a big, pretty, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It was a big W. It was, it was, it was never in doubt. It was a solid win against a team that they should beat. Um, nine times out of ten, the way Seattle has been playing this year. Nine times out of ten, maybe a bit of a stretch. But the Canucks should be a better team than Seattle. They were the better team tonight. And they pull out a big win to get above 500 for the first time since October 23rd. October 23rd is the last time the Vancouver Canucks were above 500. They pull it off tonight, getting up to 16, 15, and 3 and climbing up in a tie now for that fifth spot in the Pacific Division. It looks like the Kings are going to win tonight. We'll get to that a little bit later, so that won't last very long. But hey, a big win for the Canucks. Let's break it down. We'll break down the big moments uh, in the game. We'll go over my thoughts and then your thoughts, as we always do. And we'll talk about the upcoming games that there aren't really any for the next week or so. All right, it's the Canucks. It's the crack, and Brad Hunt on the uh, roster sheet as a left winger tonight because they needed, they just ran 11 and seven uh, because Jason Dickinson uh, tested positive earlier today. Uh, first period uh, Garland got run over by Susie was sort of a blindside hit. I don't think it was high uh, Garland's short. It seemed like a f- okay hit. I didn't watch the replay too many times, but Tanner Pearson drops the mitts with him. First thing that Tanner Pearson did really well tonight was that fight. Uh, hey, he stood up for his teammate uh, and that's something that this team lacked in the past and that was a lot of criticism this team received was sort of their lack of identity and their lack of pushback and and they got that early tonight uh and then the canucks apply a lot of pressure nine minutes into this game and will borgen makes the, his first mistake of the night a dumb pass up the middle right onto the tape of Vasily pod colson who fires it Vasily pod colson only scores bangers like he only scores beautiful goals here he gets a shot a uh, really nice shot uh, short side on grubauer it's one nothing and then Jared McCann takes a penalty, former Canuck, uh, sleeper agent, maybe, uh, as he takes a penalty, a Brad Hunt point shot tipped by Hoaglander. He pulls the rebound out of Grubauer's pads, goes upstairs, could have just jammed at it for a while, but instead he made the smart play, pull it out, went upstairs. Great goal, 2-0. Shots in the first period, 14-6 in favor of Vancouver. They were the dominant team in the first period. They they were all over the crack. And even though it wasn't a super exciting period other than the two goals, uh, the first eight minutes or so was kind of a snooze fest, but uh, the Canucks on top, 2-0 after one. We go to the second period. They get a goal in that period. Uh, Seattle gets one about nine minutes in. Uh, just a long shot from Callie Yarncroak, sort of at the top of the faceoff circle on Demko's right. Just got through the screen of Gord. Short side, it's 2-1. Uh, second period, pretty even. 9-8 Seattle in the shot department. We go to the third. Uh, the Canucks' depth just continues to produce. This time, it is Tyler Mott. Uh, great play. Yuho Lamico behind the net gets a really good steal, just putting pressure on, steals the puck down low, plays it over to Highmore. He finds Tyler Mott in front. Grubauer never gets set. It's 3-1. to one. Will Borgen then tries to make up for his mistakes. Um, he gets his first career goal, a shot from the point that just gets through a big screen. It's 3-2. to two. And the Canucks get it right back 45 seconds later, basically. Connor Garland. Rocket from the point. Pearson with a great screen in front. Uh, he gets credited with an assist on this one. Um, so that's a fight and an assist on the night for him. Uh, questionable for goalie interference. They looked at it. There was no way that was going to get overturned. Uh, basically, Tanner Pearson was right on the right on the tippy top of the crease. Uh, Grubauer gave him a shove and then got scored on right away. So uh, good goal. 
and that basically seals it. It's a two-goal lead. Uh, a late Seattle power play. Uh, they get a couple chances. Everly off the bar. Uh, Geeky tried to score in tight. They couldn't get one to go. Uh, Grubauer gets pulled with three minutes to go, and Tanner Pearson completes the Gordie Howe hat trick uh, with the shot from behind center to the empty net prowess for Tanner Pearson. And, uh, yeah, the Canucks win at 5-2. to two. Shots in the third, 17-13 to 13 in favor of Seattle. Uh, overall shots for the game, 36-32 in favor of Vancouver. That first period really just had a big gap uh, that sort of covered things. As always, I have my pluses for this game. I have my minuses for this game, and I'm sure you guys do as well. So get your thoughts and your questions and your takes in uh, to the comments now, and we'll go through them in a moment here. Um, I've got a lot of pluses for this game, not a lot of minuses, not a lot to really complain about. Uh, in this game, it was a, a good performance. The Canucks never trailed. The Canucks never were really in danger of losing the lead. You know, they were they led by one a couple of times, but they, you know, answered back fairly quickly both times and uh, not too much to complain about. So pluses, uh, Niels Hoaglander, uh, who Kelly Rudy said isn't terribly skilled. Uh, OK, uh, Niels Hoaglander with a an excellent night, his eighth of the season. Uh, how many games have they played? Like 34? So he's on pace for like. 18 to 20 goals. I'll, I'll take that. Uh, great goal from him. And just an excellent night from him, him and Vasily pod Colson is my second one. They were together all night. They played sometimes with Horvat, sometimes with Miller, and they were just carrying play. They were putting on great forecheck. They were winning puck battles. They were playing excellent, excellent hockey, uh, all night long. Nothing to complain about between them. How much did I said into the get? Uh, Hoaglander played almost 18 minutes tonight. Pod Colson played 16 and a half, both of them getting goals. Uh, Niels Hoaglander, five shots on goal tonight. Um, yeah, he uh, he had a really, really good game. The only difference in their ice time uh, is because Pod Colson didn't play any power play. Uh, Canucks only had two power plays on the night anyways. Uh, but yeah, excellent game from both of them. Uh, my third plus is just the depth all around. Um, guys like Lamico, Mott, um, Tanner Pearson, I guess, qualifies as depth in my eyes at this point. Um, you know, the Canucks have been getting their, their sort of eight wins that they had. A lot of that was coming from the big names, right? Uh, we had JT Miller scoring goals. We had Brock Besser scoring goals, Connor Garland, right? The big names that you expect to score goals were scoring goals, but they weren't getting much depth um, uh, to sort of round things out, which was fine because they were scoring enough goals. Um, but tonight, you know, the Canucks top players weren't able to to get any anything going, really. So you get Pod Colson, Hoaglander, Tyler Mott all chipping in Connor Garland is, is one of the main players, but he gets, uh, he gets one, uh, to seal it, the insurance goal in the third period, but the depth all around, uh, was excellent. Uh, Tanner Pearson, the Gordie Howe hat trick. And look, I give Tanner Pearson lots of flack. Um, I think two games ago, um, which I guess was the 29th who they play. I am so out of it. Uh, <laughs> who did they play two games ago? The Ducks. It was the Ducks. I thought Tanner Pearson had a great game against the Ducks, and then I thought he played kind of bad against the Kings. And then tonight, I thought he played really well. Uh, so this is, uh, it was a really good game from Tanner Pearson. Like I said, I, you know, I'm not a big fighting guy, um, but I uh, stood up for his teammate. Can't complain about that. Um, got the assist, got the goal late on the empty netter. Um, fine game for Tanner Pearson. What does the stat line look like? How much did he play? Only 1550. Um, one goal, one assist plus two, five PIMs. Yep. Four shots on goal. Sounds good to me. Um, the Canucks are above 500 for the first time since October 23rd. Like I said, 16, 15 and three record. Uh, that is crazy. 
it's absolutely crazy just to see them having basically propelled up the lineup so or up the standings so far. They haven't really gone up the standings per se. They are now tied in points with LA. LA has two games in hand. They are playing one of those right now, and it looks like they are going to win. They're up two goals over Philadelphia, so they'll still be a little bit behind on the Kings. But hey, if they're two points back. Uh, and the Kings have one game in hand. That's pretty good. They are tied with San Jose in points now. San Jose has two games in hand. And they are three points back of the Edmonton Oilers, who lost again tonight. They did force OT, so they got one point. But they are three points back of the Edmonton Oilers, who also have two games in hand. Uh, Oilers are 2-6-2 two, and two in their last 10. They have lost their last three games. The Canucks might be trying to chase them down a little bit. Uh, and I mean, they're six points back of Anaheim and Anaheim um, being up there. They've, they've played the same amount of games as Anaheim, six points back, right? You know, you, you win the week, you keep winning weeks, and eventually uh, you might catch up to some of these teams and uh, and make things a little bit interesting come um, February, March, April. Um, 17 out of their last 18 points possible under Bruce Boudreau, uh, nine games, eight, Oh, and one, they basically collected every point they can, uh, which is absolutely absurd. Uh, and then my last one was the Oilers lost again, but I already mentioned that. So that is good. 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 Minuses. Um, uh, LA is going to win. Unfortunately, I guess that's a minus. Um, but I don't have a lot of minuses, uh, no games for the next week. The Canucks don't play until the eighth. Uh, they're supposed to play against the Islanders on the fifth. That got postponed because basically the Islanders, Islanders' entire Western swing got postponed. They'll come back in February, it looks like. Um, so the Canucks don't play until next Saturday at 7 p.m. Then they go on this big Eastern swing. So a big game for the Canucks next Saturday in or against Ottawa in Vancouver. If they can win that, there'll be two games against or above 500. But then they get this tough swing all on the road. The Panthers, the Lightning, the Hurricanes, the Capitals, the Predators. That five-game road trip is going to be really hard on the team. If they can win two of them, though, then you're then you're doing okay. Uh, but that's going to even be a bit of a tall order. Um, two early games, too. The 15th and 16th, two weeks from now, Saturday, Sunday, 10 a.m. and 11 a.m. starts. Uh, so make sure you guys have your alarm set uh, on those days. And if you guys need something to watch over the next week, since the Canucks don't play till Saturday, uh, we do Canucks after dark on Mondays at 10 PM. Uh, it's linked in the description. All right, let's get to your thoughts, your takes, your opinions. I will pull up the old comment machine and we will read through them, uh, and, uh, and go from there. Dimitri starting it off with Seattle looking like Vancouver did early this season. Very easy to play against. Yeah. This game never really felt like it was in doubt. Uh, sure, Seattle had a fair share of shots, especially in the third period. But again, that's sort of score effects, right? The Canucks go back on their heels. They're up two goals. They're not, you know, pressing as much. Um, we look at if we look at the analytical side, uh, expected goals in all scenarios. Uh, so it's five on five, even strength, all stuff. Uh, Canucks three point four. Uh, Seattle 2.24 and you look at the heat map a lot of the Kraken stuff is to the outside the Canucks had a little bit more in tight um, which helps a lot uh, high danger chances 11 to 4 in favor of the Canucks and that's sort of what you feel right you feel those those high danger chances you see the shots on goal and yeah they were pretty even by the end of the game only a discrepancy of about four but the high danger chances the Kraken weren't credited with a high danger chance until the third period they uh, first period six to nothing Vancouver second period two to nothing Vancouver and third period four to three Seattle. So the, Seattle wasn't getting these high danger chances like these big like oh they're they almost scored. Those just weren't really happening 
um, for Seattle tonight. And it's just because they don't have an excellent team, to be honest. Um, and I don't think that's, uh, that's too hot of a take. Oh boy. Uh, Aisha saying new streak starts now. Hey, yeah, that's, that's the good thing. You know, um, there, there is a bit of pressure that comes with a, a seven game winning streak as the Canucks had, uh, but now they can just start a new one. You know, what's, what's stopping you from, you know, go into, go against Ottawa next week, get a win. They can basically practice all week, you know, implement more of those systems under Bruce Boudreau, hopefully get a little bit better. Uh, and then, yeah, they're going to have that tough stretch or if they can, you know, extend it a little bit longer, that would be excellent for sure. Uh, Thargo saying Pearson had a beast of a game. Yeah, that was the, if he can keep play like that up, then I'd be very happy. Uh, I do have my doubts though. Um, Terry, do the Cox bus home or fly? Uh, I would assume they'd fly, uh, but maybe they don't. I don't know. I, I, I don't, uh, I don't follow their itinerary. Um, <laughs> I mean, I guess it would take a similar amount of time, right? It's like three hours to bus home. You got to go to the airport, do all the airport stuff. I don't know. I'm sure they fly though. Um, Jaskaran saying Burroughs should have been in for Hunt. Yeah, so Burroughs was dressed, but he only played two minutes because uh, they basically just had Hunt fill that spot. Um, again, I'm not going to complain too much. You know, the Canucks got the win tonight. Um, Brad Hunt did fine. He got an assist. Good for him. Uh, that is his second uh, assist this season on the Hoaglander goal. Uh, honestly, I thought I thought Brad Hunt was okay tonight. Uh, but again, the Kraken didn't really do much to make me worry about the, the defense. Uh, Justin saying huge game by Pearson. Gordio Hattrick. Absolutely. Uh, fully agree there. Um, Kylie saying, do you think we'll do well against the upcoming stretch after Ottawa? Yeah, that is tough. Uh, Cause like I said, you have the Panthers, the lightning, the hurricanes, the capitals. If we look at them, the Panthers are second in the Atlantic division. The lightning are first in the Atlantic division. The Hurricanes are first in the Metropolitan Division. The Capitals are second in the Metropolitan Division. They are playing basically the four best teams, um, standings-wise, in the Eastern Conference all in a row. And then they get the Predators, who are second in the Central Division uh, and are 8-1-1 one, and one in their last 10. So they are up against some some tough competition. Then they, get the, then they come home, then they get the Panthers again, then they get the Blues uh, who are top of the central. Uh, then they get the Oilers who are always scary because of McDavid and Dreisaitl. Uh, and then they have some easier opponents after that. But man, January is a stacked month opponent wise. And, uh, you know, if they can somehow go 500 through the month of January and then try to rack up points, um, in those postponed games and then through February, March, uh, then they might have a chance, but they do have some tough sledding, uh, here on out. Uh, Lieb saying, I feel like this is the first game that JT Miller didn't get a point. Yeah, it is rare. Uh, that Miller doesn't get on the... No, he did. He got an assist. I uh, He got an assist on the Tanner Pearson empty net goal. They showed on the on Sportsnet, they showed the uh, they showed unassisted on the Chiron that came up. Uh, and so that's what I typed in, even though I knew it wasn't. Uh, but no, JT Miller got an assist on the, uh, on the Pearson empty netter. So he continues to rack up some points, uh, apparently. <laughs> uh, Chris saying, can I just say that Chase on seems to be getting in the way of every single play? Yeah, Chase on is just slow. Uh, uh, team low, 11 minutes, other than Burroughs, uh, team low, 11 minutes and 14 seconds. He played five seconds less than Lamico, and Lamico was a much bigger impact positively for the team tonight. Um, yeah, and and he did, and Chase on played two minutes on the power play. Lamico didn't play any. So, by far, the least ice time on the team. 
I I really think there's got to... I think he's one of the first people to come into the lineup uh, if the Canucks can get healthy again. If they were to get like Besser and Dickinson back, uh, Chase on is on thin ice uh, right there. Uh, Lauren, do you think the week-long rest will be a negative or a positive for the team? I think it's a, n- a bit of a negative at this point. If they're using that time to develop systems and, and and you know, we've heard from Bruce Boudreau that he hasn't had time to fully in- implement what he wants to do, um, that could be very beneficial in those ways. Um, but what it does mean is more games tighter up, you know, in, in that two weeks of February during that Olympic break, they're going to have to fit more and more games in there. The more they get postponed. Uh, but I, I mean, they just had, you know, 17 days off or whatever the number was 13 days off. Um, you know, I, I'm sure they want to, uh, I'm sure they want to play, especially when you win, when you're playing well, you want to keep playing. When you win eight out of your last nine, you want to keep going because you have momentum. You're excited to go to the rink every day. You want to go, you know, continue it. Um, these long breaks uh, can really get in the way of, uh, of some of your flow for sure. Um, Agam saying, so crazy how we're doing this without Pedersen being Pedersen. If we ever finds his form, league's got to watch out. Yeah, another sort of middling, middling game from Pedersen tonight. Um Again, I thought he was okay. I've been liking his penalty killing a lot, to be honest. Um, but he does, you know, he still seems pretty hesitant um, in my mind. Uh, Detroit saying, Jim Rutherford wanted more scoring tonight. We got it tonight out of our some, out of some of our forwards. Uh, Mott with a game winner. Absolutely. Yeah, the depth was big. And the depth hasn't been doing much lately. Um, but yeah, you get guys like Pod Colson, Hoaglander, and Mott all contributing. Um, Highmore with a pretty good game. Uh, Lamico getting involved. Uh, not too much to complain about unless we're talking about Alex Jason in that uh, in that case. Um, let's see here. Uh, Dimitri is saying, I've been waiting all season to see uh, Pug Colson and Hoagland are on the same line with any center except Yuho. Uh, do you think that line will stick? Yeah, I've really liked the Pedersen-Garland-Pod Colson line, um, but I think Garland and Hoaglander play a very similar style. I'm not saying Hoaglander is as good as Connor Garland. That would be a little crazy, but they do play a very similar style, right? Very aggressive, uh, fast paced, you know, just putting pressure, pressure, pressure constantly um, with good skill, right? Good, good stick, um, good stick skill, you know, um, puck handling and and all the like um, very similar. So I think switching pod Colson from Garland to Hoaglander, I think is a pretty lateral move for him. Um and then, yeah, you put him out there with, with JT Miller, and that is a, a, a scary line uh, to go up against. Um, or Horvat, really. Uh, I've re- I really like their game together. They seem to bounce off of each other pretty well. Of course, each of them scoring a goal. Um, a, a, a definitely a good night uh, for the two of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, lefty agreeing. I love Pods and Hoagland are on the same line. Great intensity, determination, and speed. Absolutely. Uh, Steel Dog bringing up the Red Hamilton story. Yeah, that's another one of our pluses for the night that I didn't, uh, that I forgot to mention. Uh, all around a great story. Um, let's see here. Chris Lee saying, usually I gripe about Pearson, but today was okay. Jason, on the other hand, is consistently so bad. I feel like he holds the play back. Yeah, and I, I feel like it's not that he's he's not involved. It, it feels like they try to involve him in it and it causes problems. Um, I'm definitely, uh, I'm definitely fine if that experiment ends, uh, pretty soon. But again, it's hard to complain too much, uh, during a five, two win. 
the Elder saying the week off will let those other teams catch up on those games in hand. We'll get a good look where we stand after the break. Fair enough. I mean, they're only it's really two games, right? For every team. So if you look at a team like um, the Oilers, for example, where they're, they're three points ahead, um, you know, they're either going to be three points or maybe up to seven points ahead. Um, but again, I mean, they all play the same amount of games over the course of the year. Just because maybe they win these two, they're going to lose two later on. Uh, I don't think you put too, too much stock into that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it could have an impact for sure. Uh, Lauren's saying the road trip is certainly scary, but I'm feeling weirdly hopeful. Yeah, it's hard not to at this point. You know, when the team is playing as well, uh, they're giving us a reason to have some excitement, uh, to believe that this team can win games. And yeah, you know, lots of their games recently haven't been against excellent teams, right? But, you know, they, they beat Carolina, Boston, uh, San Jose, who's a bit ahead of them in the standings, Columbus, who has been, you know, fairly decent. I mean, they're not an excellent team, but they've been decent. Uh, the team is showing good good signs, right? They've beat the teams that they've had in front of them, uh, and just whether or not they can, you know, at least make it interesting against some of those tougher opponents. Um, Steel Dog saying Dickinson is staying in a hotel room in Seattle. Yep, he will be stuck there for a handful of days. Absolutely. Uh, Fishby, is, gen is Pearson genuinely playing better or is it just a hot streak? Well, I guess it's kind of both, right? Um, you know, he is genuinely playing better, which is causing a bit of a hot streak. Uh, will it cool off? Sure. Probably. Yeah. I mean, you just look at past performance and look at it to now. Yeah. It, he's not going to stay at the level he's playing at right now, right? He's on a bit of a run. Uh, everyone has those little runs uh, in the NHL. Um, but it's, I mean... You know, just because it might go down at some point, it's good that we can that he has this in him, right? We see this this little glimmer of what he can be on any given night. Um, and when you know you go into those games against Florida and and Tampa coming up, if he can play at that level, it gives that the team that little bit extra uh, chance to uh, to make it interesting at the very least. Uh, King Kenny, when will Besser come back? Uh, so when did Besser test positive? It was uh, before the um, the LA game, right? Or was it before the the Anaheim game? Because it's it's seven days, right? Seven days is the idea, um, but I don't know. Um, I would imagine, you know, for that Ottawa game, that seems like it would be fair game because I, I forgot the Canucks don't play for a week. Uh, yeah, I would imagine um, that the Ottawa game. However, I know you know crossing the border because in Seattle, sometimes crossing the border can be an issue. Um, so worst case, if he misses that game, the Canucks are on a, on a U.S. road trip after that. So at most he will miss one more game and then he'd be back for that, uh, that Eastern swing, uh, by then, if he can't come back for that Senators game next Saturday, uh, Charm's the only time ever calm as a Canucks fan in the defensive zone is when Quinn Hughes has the puck. Yeah. Quinn Hughes is so good. <laughs> like I say, I don't know how else to put it, but I say this every single night. Uh, he's just so good. He's so calm with the puck. He just, he, his skating is, it's unfair to be frank. He's just able to skate around people and he's like, all right, see you later. I'm, uh, I'm going to go over here now and just walk away from everyone. Uh, it's, uh, it is unreal to watch. It's excellent. He was a plus one tonight, bringing him up to plus 10 on the season. Uh, he's got 28 points in 33 games. Quinn Hughes has been playing so, so, so good. Um, and consistently so good. Uh, and it is so very fun to watch. 
Um, Joe Van saying, do you think Edmonton will have a hard time? Maybe get pushed down the Pacific Division. I have so much trouble betting against McDavid and Dreisaitl. The problem is that if they ever don't play excellent, the team just falters. And they're playing really bad defensively. Um, I mean, we look at the... Take a look, pull up the standings here. They have allowed the most goals in the Pacific Division other than Seattle. <laughs> but they've also scored the second most. Um, them and Vegas are both such high event uh, high event teams. But yeah, I mean, they're, they're on this little run here where they can't get many saves. Um, you know, Mike Smith, has, makes Mike Smith came back from that long injury and he has been not good <laughs> in the last couple of games uh, for the Oilers. Um, I mean, he allowed... They lost 6-5 yesterday in OT. He just He's just not been good. They lose to the Islanders tonight. The Islanders have not been playing all that great. Um, the Oilers definitely could fall off, and I don't think it would be that crazy to to consider. The problem is that if Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl turn it on again and they just go out and each score two goals a night, well, then they're going to win games. Uh, and that's that's my fear. Uh, Cause they did early in the season, right? That's why they have this buffer. That's why they can go two, six and two and still be in the playoff uh, picture. Um, the Canucks can't afford to do that right now. If the Canucks went on a bad run where they went two, six and two over a 10 game skid, they'd be right back out of it again. Sorry. That was probably really loud. I hit this, uh, hit the arm. Uh, yeah, they, they can't, uh, they can't afford to do that. Uh, JC Van Dam, is this the real Pedersen or is this a huge slump? Um, again, it, it, it's, 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 you know, he, he's been so good before. Uh, I have no reason to believe he, he can't get back to that. Lots of people have bad seasons, right? I mean, look back to the Sedins early in their career, right? Um, so many players go through these, you know, the, the sophomore slump, maybe for him, it's the, what is the junior year slump or whatever? I don't know. Um, it's hard to predict. Um, I mean, he, he's had little flashes where he's looked a little bit better. Uh, the last couple of games, he hasn't looked great. Um, again, I just, I'd have trouble betting against uh, Elias Patterson. Um, Hope saying, I really missed Highmore. I'm glad he's back. I think he's hyped to be back too. Yeah, Highmore is actually r- really fun to watch. He, he's just so energetic. He reminds me a lot of Tyler Mott, a very, very similar player, um, as in just like energy level and you know, how they can create offense. Uh, he's been really good. Sharms, did the CSKA account post anything after the Bob Colson goal? I didn't see anything, but it's Russia. Russia's asleep right now. Uh, SKA, CKA, 1946. Uh, no, they haven't posted yet, but they're in Russia. It's like early morning there at this point. So I, I'm sure they'll uh, they'll post something. Uh, Yaz, it's nice to be confident going into periods earlier this season. Even when the Canucks were up, you'd be worried going to the second or third. Nice to see them build on leads in close games. Yeah, and I mean, we think about these last two games, right? Where uh, against Anaheim and LA, where going into the going in down a goal late in a game, it didn't feel like the game was over. It wasn't like, all right, well, let's see if they can pull something off. It was like, all right, they're gonna they're gonna make it interesting. You know, they're at least gonna have some shots. They're gonna give it a go. Um, and that has been, uh, such a nice change of pace. Um, you know, I mean, they were down three, nothing to Columbus and they came back and won that game. And that I'll be honest after in that game, I thought, okay, well, it's over. At least we'll try the next one, but they came back and won it. And if they can keep doing this and, and at least, you know, make games interesting, they're not going to win them all, but if they can at least take the games they're losing and, and make them close, um, 
and take games they're winning and, and put them away, uh, that's what good teams do. Um, let's see here. Uh, Rara saying this really did feel feel like Pearson's best game of the season. Yeah, absolutely. Lauren, does anyone know what happened to Ekman Larson? Yeah, he left in the second period. He came back for the third, though, so I'm not too concerned. Uh, could have been an equipment issue. Might have, you know, caught a stinger or something. Uh, very, uh, very possible for either. Uh, but the fact that he didn't miss any, he didn't miss the rest of the game. That is good. Um, Charms, I guess less games of Besser and Dickinson missing with this break too. But while we, yeah, we have this momentum, we need more games. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, fully agree there. Uh, let's see here. We're going to take a couple more and then we're going to wrap up pretty soon because I am exhausted. Um, let's see here. Uh, Agam saying, I want Lockwood. It's not possible that he can be worse than Chason. It's possible. It's unlikely. Um, and again, you know, coaches like the veteran presence that they can put out there in all situations like Alex Chason, who, well, you can't put Chason out on the penalty kill or in the own, in your own zone or yeah, maybe put Lockwood in. I, uh, I wouldn't hate it. Um, again, if, if the Canucks can be healthy, then, then I think chase on is, is out of the lineup pretty quickly. Um, but right now he's sort of just a stopgap. Uh, Canucks central saying I knew chase on from day one was going to be a horrible signing. Yeah. I think my, my mindset around it was it's below the amount of salary that you can bury in the minors. So it doesn't matter. Right. Cause if, if he's bad, you just send him to the AHL and there's no downside. It doesn't affect your cap anymore. Uh, I didn't expect that he'd play all this time and not be very good. Uh, so there, I guess there was a downside, <laughs> uh, but it's not, it's not really a horrible signing because the contract literally has no negative ramifications because they can just, they can just send him to the minors and put someone else in the lineup. Um, so I don't think the signing was bad because there was no real risk to it. The problem is that they keep playing him and he keeps not being very good. Um, Let's see here. Uh, Chris saying, I'm excited for the trade deadline. Interested in how Rutherford would improve this team. I'm scared for the trade deadline. I, I'm worried. Uh, I'm, I'm worried about people overdoing things because um, he's so active. Right. And I'm worried at this point when the team's rolling this well and they look like they have a shot, you know, maybe a trade has a negative impact and, and sort of kills momentum or does something bad. And, I mean, I, I think it's just, you know, I'm, I'm sort of scared from the Jim Benning era. Um, <laughs> and I think I need to sort of learn that, Hey, trades can be good. Um, uh, and trades can help the team. Um, but anytime that we ever heard, Oh, there's Jim Benning is working on a trade. It was, uh, panic. <laughs> What's it going to be? Oh, is it going to be a good, is it going to be a bad trade? Ah, panic. Um, hopefully we can have, you know, a little bit more steady, um, and less scary trades. Uh, Agam, where do you think, uh, Rutherford's look to strengthen? Um, defense, defense is the issue. Uh, Canucks, they, they have, they can score. Uh, D train. What were your thoughts on the Garland hit? Uh, I only watched it the one time as it happened. I didn't go back and watch it. Uh, it looked maybe a little high, but it didn't look malicious. It was on the blind side. It was a big hit. Um, I thought it was fine. Um, 
normally I don't like fighting after clean hits, but it was a hard enough hit that, I mean, I kind of see why Pearson went for it. Uh, I don't think it was that much. I don't think it was like a dangerous hit or anything, though, or like an illegal hit. I thought it was fine. Um, okay, I'm going to pick a couple more. Uh, time for Rocky. How do you feel about Oliver Larson's play? What would be a fair contract for him considering he's overpaid? Um, I think OEL has been good. I think if he was making five and a half to six, I think that would be fine. Uh, I think he's mildly overpaid. The fear is that there's five years left after this one, right? I think he's making okay money, at least with the salary retention, like around seven million. I think he's fine right now. The fear is three, four, five years from now that it probably won't be that great. Um, but for right now, that's, uh, that's not an issue. Uh, I think he's been totally fine. Um, let's see here. Uh, Yaz saying it's nice to see Canucks close out games, build on leads. Fully agree. Um, let's see here. Um, Darren saying the team won't be able to get anywhere in the playoffs without any extra tough players. Hoagland and Pedersen getting pushed around too easily. Keeping chase on over Gadjevich was a huge mistake. Um, I disagree here. Uh, I, I, I think the whole, like you need, you need a lot of toughness to be successful in the playoffs. Uh, I mean, you got to get to the playoffs first. I think if you had, you know, if you were subbing in a bunch of gritty players right now um, over some higher skill guys, uh, then they probably aren't winning as many games right now. If you, if you don't make the playoffs, you can't win games in the playoffs. It doesn't matter how tough you are if you're, if you're you know, losing every game. Um, you know, sure, we can look at Toronto, and Toronto is sort of the easy example of, oh, they get to the playoffs and they fall apart. Um, that's just, I feel like Toronto's whole thing is they're just cursed. I don't think that's because of their toughness or anything, right? I mean, you look at Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay is a, a highly skilled team. They're not super gritty or anything. They won last year. Sure. There's some teams that, that win with, with grit and all that, uh, that whole, um, style like St. Louis, of course. Right. Uh, and, and Boston, you know, 10 years ago. Um, but there's also, you know, you can win with skill. If you are better than everyone else, you're going to score more goals than everyone else. Uh, and I, I don't think, you know, I, I think there's such an overstatement on grit um, just because that's how older teams want it. That doesn't mean that's how new teams gonna are going to win it. And the issue that the thing that makes me so frustrated about about things like this is what happens is GMs and Jim Benning was notorious for this is they they look at a team that wins the Stanley Cup and they say, OK, we need to emulate that. And what happens is you now have 20 teams in the NHL trying to emulate these big gritty teams that are tough to play against and, and all this stuff. And, and by the time you have built this team that is that is playing well enough to contend, well, now there's another team doing something completely different that is also successful and also contending for a Stanley Cup. And then everyone turns and tries to chase after whatever the new thing is. And I feel like people need to focus on innovating more than just following whatever happened, whatever worked last time. Um, so I agree the team could be tougher. Um, but I, I don't think toughness is as important as having players who can score goals and defenders who can prevent goals. Uh, I think that's more important than how many hits you get in a night, uh, or how much, how, how sore the other team is the next day, uh, or anything like that, in my opinion. Um, more, uh, Garland stuff. Let's see here. 
Uh, Derek, just th- general thoughts on the NHL postponing games uh, due to capacity limits. I understand it. Um, I, I understand why they're doing it. It kind of sucks, but I, I get it. Um, I wish they didn't have to. Um, but I mean, everything just kind of sucks right now. So I, I, I mean, I get why they're doing it. They need uh, their hockey related revenue. Uh, I mean, it's bad for the players too, right? If, uh, if there's no one in the stands, it hurts uh, attendance, which hurts revenue, which hurts uh, the salary cap and it's, and it hurts escrow, right? The players make less money. The owners make less money. Everyone makes less money. Uh, the games aren't as exciting because the stadium's empty. The thing is, I don't know, you know, okay, you're going to push it to middle of February. Are, are, is the stadium going to be full on February 12th? I, I doubt it. Right. Probably not. Uh, that's where, that's where my concern comes from a little bit, but we'll see. Um, I'm going to take like two more questions, uh, cause I got to wrap up, uh, Canuck clay, a wise man once said the Canucks will go two Oh, and one on this trip with the OTL coming in Los Angeles. I don't remember anything we talk about sometimes. Uh, was that you or was that me? <laughs> I feel like that was probably, Oh, did I say, no, I think cause you said three and O didn't you? Or no, I think, no, I said three and O cause I was being too positive and you said two Oh and one. I understand uh, yeah, no, that was you. Good job. Well, uh, well played. Uh, and, but none of the games were four two, So you were wrong, uh, in those, in those cases. Um, all right. We are going to wrap up for the night. Thank you guys for joining me. Uh, if you guys need some hockey talk throughout the week, cause I mean, I'm not doing any post game shows this week. We do Canucks after dark every Monday at 10 PM Pacific. It's linked in the description. If you missed any part of this, you can go back to the beginning or you can find it on your favorite podcast platform in like 20 to 30 minutes, Apple podcasts, Spotify, all that stuff. If you listen over there, it helps me a lot. It boosts me up the charts a little bit, uh, which is really cool. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and discord and all that stuff down in the description. Uh, shout out to our members as always, uh, Terry and Kurt, our backstage members and all you VIPs out there as well. Thank you guys very much. Uh, I will talk to you all, uh, some, at some point, whenever the Canucks play again. Okay. Okay. Good night.